Welcome to St James Bible Bites. This podcast was recorded at our online reflective prayer, which takes place each Monday and Wednesday at 9.15. The full recording can be found on our Facebook page. Today, our reflection is from our curate, the Reverend David Wilkie, entitled, Are We Listening? Amen. Let us read Psalm 95 together. So if we do it, it's me, Lynn, Leslie, and then Matt. Come, let us worship and bow down. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let his heart be rejoiced in the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving and be glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands have moulded the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. <clears throat> oh, that today you would listen to his voice. Harden not your hearts, as at Meribah, on that day at Massa in the wilderness. When your forebears tested me and put me to the proof, though they, they had seen my works, Forty years long I detested that generation and said, This people are wayward in their hearts. They do not know my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall never enter into my rest. Come, let us worship and bow down. Lord God, the maker of all, we bow down and praise this day. Make us attentive to your voice. Do not test us beyond our enduring. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. So now we have uh, Genesis 19, so that Sodom Gomorrah and uh, Pillars of Salt. So thank you, Marilyn. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. He said, please, my lords, turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you can rise early and go on your way. They said, no, we will spend the night in the square. But he urged them strongly. So they turned aside to him and entered his house and he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. Then the men said to Lot, have you anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone you have in the city? Bring them out of the place, for we are about to destroy this place, because the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were married to his daughters, up, get up. Get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his sons-in-law to be jesting. When morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or else you will be consumed in the punishment of the city. But he lingered 
So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and left him outside the city. When they had brought them outside, they said, flee for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the hills or else you will be consumed. And Lot said to them, Oh no, my Lord, your servant has found favour with you, and you have shown me great kindness in saving my life, but I cannot flee to the hills, for fear the disaster will overtake me and I die. Look, that city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my life will be saved. He said to them, Very well. I grant you this favour too, and will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. Therefore the city was called Zoar. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zoar. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulphur and fire from the Lord out of heaven, and he overthrew those cities and all the plain, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. But Lot's wife, behind him, looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord, and he looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and towards the land of the plain, and saw the smoke of the land going up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the plain, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow, when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had settled. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We now have Matthew 27, 45 to 56. Excellent. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. <clears throat> and about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma, sapakani. What that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, this man is calling for Elijah. At once, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, wait, Let's see whether Elijah will come, <clears throat> come to save him. Then Jesus cried again a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now, when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, truly, this man was God's son. Many women were also there looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph and the mothers of the sons of Zebedee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lynn Brown. 
That's a, a bit of a theme this morning uh, for me, taking out this, was uh, creation, in God's interaction with uh, creation around us. We read in the psalm at the start, he'll let us uh, <clears throat> rejoice and remember that his hand are the depths of the earth, in his hand are the depths of the earth and the heights of the, heights of the mountains, that is also the seas and the dry land. Let us worship and bow down. So remembering that actually God uh, you know, God is ruler over all this world and he interacts with creation. So often we think of, well, I think of God maybe as a, as a heart or a mind issue, like, uh, you know, but the very stones cry out if, if we don't, if I, it's written in the scripture. Um, and today, would you listen to his voice as the challenge in the psalm then? So how would we do that in creation and all this? So uh, it's, uh, the last passage we read from Genesis was Abraham entertaining two strangers. He baked them some bread and he took them in. And it's curious, you wonder if, if he knows, if he knows who they are. And again, here in Sodom, and we have lots seeing these people and, you know, encouraging them not to be in public, but to come into his house. And he baked them a feast, made them a feast, baked them unleavened bread. So again, it's this hospitality to strangers. And it's, it's written here, the two angels entered Sodom. But did he know? Son, or is he just seeking to protect these strangers from the people there? And so there's this amazing act of hospitality where you don't actually know the repercussions of it. And again, we're encouraged to do these small little things that might have a ripple effect throughout all eternity. And then there's this curious story about, um, I say curious, I don't know, sometimes I've struggled with stories like this in the Old Testament where whole cities are destroyed. And uh, what what is that like? And you we don't really know, um, yeah, the, the, the reasons or the depths of the things that were happening there. Uh, there may have been good reasons for it, uh, but it's not for us to know at this point. It's more about um, the idea of actually God's voice being heard, I think, in this one. So get up, take your wives. And he, he lingered. And before, when he warned warned his sons-in-law they kind of thought he was just jesting they're just jesting you know, what are you on about we're fine <laughs> are we listening to god's voice and that's the warning here and then with through god's grace with being merciful to him he sees them you know drag them out of bed say come on <laughs> you've got to get out and sometimes i think i need god to do that to me too uh you know you might hear a few things from God and not really pay attention, but then sometimes it gets you by the scruff of the neck and brings you brings you to where you're meant to be. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. Then we have this interesting experience of uh, not looking back. I spoke about this a few Sundays ago. Um, about not looking back, your vision being for the future. And so often we can look back and think, just like they did, uh, the Israelites did in Exodus, Looking back to their life in Egypt, even though they were slaves, they had food to eat. Like, oh, look back there. At least we had something there. Or look at the good old days. Or look at back at Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you remember that thing, that nice thing we did there? And you kind of forget. You kind of like, I mean, you might not forget the evil or the things that have happened, but you sometimes the future is uncertain and it's a hard place to be, especially as you're walking into it. And it's so tempting to look back and think, I want to go back there. But God is one who's a creative God who's always looking forward. And so there's this warning here that if by looking back, 
it's a, it's a useless exercise. You might get turned into a pillar of salt. <laughs> That's a curious thing to happen there. I say curious again, don't I? It's like a justifying word for these strange acts in the Bible. Uh, but um, yeah, salt is good for nothing. And uh, it's, it's a warning now. You know, salt was used to destroy crops by an invading force. It was seen as like a, a yeah, it's a, something that wasn't good for you. So you get turned to a pillar of salt. So let's look forward and try and listen to God's voice. And then we have Jesus dying on the cross. Now, uh, straight away again, there's this interaction with creation. Darkness came over the whole land. And it's incredible, isn't it? Like this, this moment is happening and then darkness comes. And then there's an earthquake and Jesus gives his final breath. And the curtains, the curtain, the temple is torn. There's this, in, there's this very like, uh, like creation is in tune with God and God is in tune with it. So uh, when Jesus finally dies and take this, you know, takes all of our sin and all of the, the depth of darkness that is in this world onto himself and dies, the, the whole the whole world vibrates with it, doesn't it? It just things change. Uh, <clears throat> there's an earthquake and um Sometimes, uh, I think it was in Tom Wright's commentary, he says about this interaction, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And they think, you know, he's calling for Elijah, but he's not really. There's a confusion about what Jesus is all about and who he is throughout the whole gospel, even at this moment. <laughs> they think, oh, he's calling for Elijah, but he's not. He's calling out to his father. And the temptation here is to say, like, uh, you, you know, the footprints poem. And, the, and there's this famous poem that everyone knows where along the beach there's two sets of footprints and it's you and God walking hand in hand. And then through the hardest points in your life, there's only one set of, set of footprints. And the person says, you know, God, why have you, why have you deserted me in these, in these moments where I, I'm at my lowest? And you know, look at what's happened to me in my life. There's only one set of footprints there. And then he gets to reply, like, my son or daughter, that is when I carried you. And that's a wonderful thing. I, I love that footprints poem. And it's a really good reassurance. That is not what is happening here. Okay. <laughs> that is not what is happening here. The temptation is trying to like try to uh, almost like lighten the load here of what's happening. But here, Jesus, throughout his whole life, has been in tune with God. He, he's, 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 saturated with God's love and it bursts out of him <laughs> showing the world what God's love is actually like in human form and he knows and he senses hurt and he sees the people that are broken he sees through God's eyes in this moment we have the separation between the son of God and his father and it's not that the father is going to is carrying him at that moment it's a complete separation because of sin because of death and the cost is huge and it's crying out in anguish is genuine. My God, my God, why have you forsaken? God doesn't reply saying, don't worry, son, I'm carrying you. That's not, that's not what's happening here. He's being separated. He's going down into the depths of hell and he's dealing with our sin. And um, yeah, it's just heavy, isn't it? Now, I'm going to say the word curious again because uh, I don't know what to make of this. And I tried looking it up last night. Uh, but the tombs were also opened and many of the bodies of the saints fallen asleep were raised. Mm. What is all that about? We have this interaction with creation 
the rocks split and all this stuff. But what's with the people rising? And what's interesting though about it is that um, it's not it's not mentioned again. It's just this like it's just there's two sentences here that kind of just stand out, and it's never mentioned. What happens to these people? Do they go for dinner somewhere? Or do they like wander around and collapse after a few days? Or you know, there's no like tell me more. <laughs> I don't get it. And you know what? The commentators don't get it either, really. Um, they're not sure if it's a symbol of what's to happen or like the tombs did split open or if, like actually there was people that appeared for a time or if were, you know, this is a, a big question mark of this bit. And uh, I like to think that it things changed at that moment, didn't they? People's interaction with sin and death and the results of it changed in that very moment. And here we, whether it's a symbol of it or whether it's actually happening, I don't know, but there's a huge change. The, the whole of creation, the whole of the order of what happened after death and all that thing, everything changed from this point onwards. Uh, and so, I don't know. Uh, it's my answer. I don't know what's happening there. If anyone knows, let me know. <laughs> oh, so let's pray. Let's pray about how we, in, how we can listen to God's voice today especially through creation. Creation is groaning at the moment um, with climate change. Parts of the world that is facing such uncertainty where there is huge amounts of flooding or forest fires and um, things that we thought were okay are not, not so okay, like the huge carbon sink of the forests of Canada all going up in flames and things like that this past year. Uh, and just our reliance on fossil fuels and the future of the world anyway god's voice in creation but then what uh and, and then let's reflect on what jesus has done for us today a huge thing he's done uh, i'd also like to pray for those who are ill at the moment we spoke before we logged on about some people who are who are poorly and um there's a few people with covid now as well so let's let's just Give it all to God in prayer. Lord, I thank you that this is the day that you have made. And let us rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I thank you for all that you have done for us. That your grace is just incredible. That you can forgive us the things we have done and change us and make, make us anew and help us to to see this world differently through your eyes. But God, help us to hear your voice today. As we go out on our walks or as we look out the window, Lord, help us to see your hand at work. In the small things, help us to rejoice in it. And Lord, when there's a, a feeling of confusion, whether it applies to scripture or the world around us, Lord, whether we, we're not seeing things right, whether, you know, we're saying, you know, is this Elijah instead of is this Jesus? Or uh, we're confused by, by what we see. Lord, help us to understand. Help us to see what is of you. And Jesus, when things seem too great, uh, too impossible, too hopeless for us to imagine, give us eyes of faith, Lord. Help us to see that actually you are Lord over this world, that you can you, you can help us to be stewards of it. 
give us an imagination and a creativity that comes from you, Lord, to heal this world. Amen. For more Bible Bite podcasts, simply visit our website www.stjamestaunton.co.uk and click on resources. Thank you for listening and may God be with you today.